What is up, everybody? It's Christmas Eve. You know what that means. It's another edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. My name is Brandy Tanguma. Sitting electronically more than six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing today on this festive Friday? Well, you know, still woke up at 6.30, just like a normal Friday. But instead of getting ready for work, I drank two cups of coffee, ate two pieces of a quiche, and now I got the fucking coffee quiche shits starting off my Christmas Eve. Brandon, you ate, how are you? You? Ate, you ate the quiche? Shout out Rikishi. No, <laughs> I didn't eat Rikishi. I ate oh. a quiche. Oh, okay. Which is actually pretty good. The crust is good. Filling was all right. Bottom bottom crust, eh, not so great. But nevertheless, it was delicious. And after this, I'm going to eat my cinnamon roll and then start a barbecue since someone's coming over to my house, you know, you know unannounced. Maybe. Because, you know, I told Dominic, uh, Chris, COVID has ruined Christmas because my cousin got got the Omnicrom. So we're not going to be able to do our family little get together this Aww. year. So I know. So sad. But uh, so no in-person podcast yet, because that was supposed to be my Christmas present was supposed to be a very key piece of equipment that we were going to use to make the audio sound better. But we have to wait a little bit for that. But yes, Dominic, and I will be reunited today for a little barbecue christmas get together thingy and uh yeah it should be a whole lot of fun we have a ton of questions to get to we have a oh, lot really? of questions from both from multiple different people we know mr x slid through uh merry christmas to mr x because he has a, a new nephew in the clan so shout out but uh let's get on into it we actually have a decent amount of baseball news to talk about uh first let me do the mob lockout update There's no news. Jeff okay, Passon cool. okay. Jeff Passon said pretty much what I said because you know I'm locked in that uh, it's probably not going to be until like early January until something happens. So as I said, after the holidays is when maybe we'll hear something. But okay. we have some okay. big news around these parts. Last week we had a stadium update. This time we have a manager update because the A's have hired their new manager. It is former Oakland A's player, current or I guess former third base coach. Last I don't know if he was a bench coach, but Mark Kotze is now the new manager of the Oakland Athletics, not going out of house. They're hiring in-house. Dominic, thoughts on Mark Kotze being the new A's manager? Well, first of all, congratulations, Mr. Kotze. If that's how you say your name, Kotze. Um, but uh, no, I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a good addition. It's somebody familiar with the players, the organization, the do's and don'ts of that ball club. Now, that we got the manager figured out. Now we need to start, uh, you know, get, get, you know, when's baseball negotiations, negotiations resume and stuff, start the, you know, start padding up that lineup a little bit. And I mean the pitching rotation and the actual starting rotation, because I feel like uh, this season, if there is a season, isn't going to be looking too great. Yeah. So, I mean, not, not too many, not too high expectations for the ACE this year, which I think is fine. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll get into an MLB preview for the 2022 season, <clears throat> but I pretty much agree with Dominic that, you know, Katze, he's been there for a few years. He has worked his way up and been a, a coach. He knows how Bob Melvin runs things. He's probably going to keep it similar, but also have his own uh, swing on things. So it should be interesting. should be fun. He seems like a, a good guy. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what to say because we don't know how he's going to coach, how he's going to manage, but. I have all the faith in the world that Mark Kotze will pick up where Bob Melvin left off, and hopefully 
he can stay around for 10 years like Bob did and hopefully you know actually get us some get us to the uh, ALCS let alone a World Series but he will be what Mark Jackson wait no he will be what Steve Kerr did for Mark Jackson was you know Steve uh, Steve Jackson Mark Jackson who the fuck am I talking about he's going to be the Steve Steve Kerr for the A's going to take him to the fucking chip bro even though the uh, the Splash Brothers, aka Matt Olson and Matt Chapman, probably going to be with us for the next couple of years, so yep, so, yep. Yeah. that should be fun. Uh, we do have a signing, even though it happened early in the season or early whatever before the, before lockout, the lockout. But it get, did get reported that Cody Bellinger avoided arbitration, signed a one-year, seventeen million dollar contract with the Dodgers. I mean, Bellinger, uber talented, won an MVP a few years ago, and then after that, just kind of fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. Not shocking that he's re-signed with the Dodgers, but um, I mean, good for him. I mean, good for him. Well, you know, make your know. money, boo boo. Exactly. You know, and uh, I, you know, I I don't see him being a, you know, I don't see him going past this one year with the Dodgers. So I I think if he does play this whole year with the Dodgers, I think this would be the last year for him in a Dodgers uniform. I think he'll be going somewhere else. And with Seager signing with the Rangers, you know, some other pieces moving away bellinger definitely does need to to step up a bit mookie had a decent year but he didn't have a mookie year so if the dodgers really want to contend and you know go back to the world series bellinger definitely needs to step his fucking game up now that is it for the baseball news also you want to talk about the covid that's just been running rampant mo or no there's actually no sports today whatsoever no i think at least no american sports there's supposed to be a bowl game today but that got canceled due to covid basketball going on uh, tomorrow we got football going on tomorrow uh, basketball still saying covid is not going to ruin their christmas like it did mine they said they're still going to play even though a bunch of stars are still kind of out still nhl is on hiatus so shout out mr x we're talking about nhl before his little update so no sports right now but we will talk about sports that happened yesterday because we got week 16 yes we're in week 16 of our nfl preview otherwise known as Christmas Eve picks. Bum, bum. So we had Thursday Night Football last week. Another good game between two playoff teams. Fucking we, one's been bullshit. We have the Tennessee Titans beating the San Francisco 49ers with a walk-off, or not a walk-off, but a late game field goal, uh, 22-17. The 49ers were in all sorts of control for the first half of the game. And then the Titans came roaring back. A.J. Brown said, yeah, hold the fuck on. We're going to win this game. Just pass me the ball every fucking down. That's exactly what happened. Tennessee moves on. They win pretty much in firm control of the AFC South, even though the Colts are one of the hottest teams in the league. But because they beat them early in the season, they're pretty much going to lock up that division. 49ers were very hot. They looked very good first half. Not so good second half. Jimmy G has been a topic of conversation the entire year. And after throwing two bad interceptions in this one, pretty much costing them the game, is Jimmy G back on the hot seat once again, Dominic? Well, that's what I was going to ask you is because there's, you know, I, I follow some 49er fans. I, you know, follow the Niners themselves, and I've heard good and bad things. I heard there's people that, you know, you know, they don't really blame Jimmy G too much, but then I heard that his name is Jimmy Dog shit now. I mean, I'm, I'm going to side on, you know, the Niners side that Jimmy G is, you know, their quarterback. But when you got a backup like Trey Lance, who could easily just, if he just gets, you know, with the program and can, you know, get a really good solid, solid couple outings, 
could take that spot easily. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say he's on the hot seat, but Jimmy G is, he's a decent quarterback. He's not great. I think, uh, I think there's a lot of hype behind him when he first came in the San Francisco and, you know, being like, Oh, he learned everything from Tom Brady. Woo. But he's not really stepping up. So this might be the last season. I think, I think they'll trade him and, and hope that Trey Lance steps up and, you know, fills those shoes. It's, it's too late in the season to go to Trey Lance. Obviously you got to stick with Jimmy G and go with him. But I mean, those, especially that first interception where it was in the red zone, it was not a good throw whatsoever. Then the second interception where the Titans were just starting to get the momentum coming back. And then that just really swung things around. It was, Two really bad interceptions. I don't, I mean, we've seen Trey Lance. He started one game. He hasn't really been utilized these past few months because he's been hurt. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say you got to start him right now, but like once the pocket breaks down, and it's not even like the O line is terrible, like they give him a solid like two, three, four seconds to throw. Once the play breaks down, Jimmy G is kind of like Big Ben out there. He just kind of shrivels up and goes down. He has no real mobility, a real sense of pocket presence. So I think that's kind of the, the main issue with Jimmy G is like his awareness. I don't know if I say his awareness, but just kind of like then trying to improvise and do that next step when everything works out fine. When Kyle Shanahan, you know, draws up the great play and the first couple options are open. It's fine. It's the perfect Jimmy G is perfectly fine as a quarterback, but it's kind of once you need to, once he needs to be a playmaker, that's when things kind of go sideways. So um, 49ers, they, I don't know if they're, I think they're still technically in the playoffs right now, but we have to wait to see whatever, what happens in the NFC this weekend. But uh, 49ers still should be able to, uh, to win, uh, make a playoff spot. Unless they completely fall to the face of the earth because they do have, I think, oh, I forget exactly who they played thus far. So maybe they play the Cardinals and the Rams again. I don't know. But um, yeah. do you think both these, te- well, I think the Tennessee is going to make it. Do you think the 49ers will get their shit together and, Make I'm, gonna the playoffs. Say no. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say there's there's gonna it, I don't know if it's gonna be if it was this game or if it's a couple more one of them that's down the road, but I think there's a key game they, they're going to have to win and they're not gonna win it. So I don't think they're gonna make it. So we were homers that entire time talking about the 49ers. Go to the Tennessee Titans. They were able to get it done. Not a good showing against the Steelers last week, able to win against the 49ers this week. Derrick Henry, there's rumblings that he could be returning soon, which was always on the table. But do you see the Titans as a kind of dark horse to make some noise in the AFC that's very muddled right now? It's it, it's a possibility. I expect if Derrick Henry does make it back, I'm, I'm not, you know what? Even if Derrick Henry makes it back, I feel like Tennessee has the tendency to lose the, the critical games. So I don't, I don't really see anything happening. Yeah. I mean, last year was Tennessee was my team picked him to go to the Super Bowl. Didn't exactly pan out that way. And I mean, if Derrick Henry and AJ Brown are clicking, then they're, they're a pretty good team. But I mean, we saw when AJ Brown, when he didn't take over the game, that offense just was very stagnant. And if they go into like a good, you know, if they go into a good defense, that can lock down AJ Brown and, you know, then to rely on the run game. It's not exactly working out. Um, I mean, the Tennessee Titans defense is like good, but it's not like super shut down or scary. But I mean, they did a, a nice job last week against the, the Steelers. So, I mean, I, I think we we'll just have to wait and see about that. So let's get into the week 16 games. We have two games. 
on Christmas. So after no sports today, we got a ton of games tomorrow. We have the Cleveland Browns traveling to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. Packers uh, coming off a slim victory against the Ravens. Browns come off a slim defeat against the Raiders. Packers are favored by seven and a half at home. Uh, Browns still dealing with COVID. I believe Baker is back. I don't know about Jarvis and some of the other key guys, but uh, Browns still dealing with COVIDs and the Packers are big favorites at home on Christmas. I mean, I, I'm, I think they cover 100%. It, it's Browns. Let's see. Baker Mayfield says he's still out. And Mr. Landry laundry boy. Let's see. Oh, did someone pick up him? Someone picked him up. Hmm. Wonder who picked him up. Um, by the way, little fantasy football update. Both Dominic and I lost. Hate to see it. But because see. we both lost, now Dominic and I have to face off each other in the winners losers bracket. So and which I'm gonna lose because and, and George George Kittle, yeah. After putting up in a historic three game stretch, yeah, uh, two for twenty four or something. Yeah, I know it's fucking killing me because I was like, Oh, dude, it's gonna be a good game, and the next thing you know. Nothing. So yeah, I'm a little, had, little bummed the, out. We had the battle of Kelsey versus Kittle. Kittle puts up a stinker and Kelsey has COVID. So this is fun. So let's uh, make the worst guy win. Now it's Kels. Now it's Kittle versus Komet. Cole Komet's about to go the fuck off. Yeah, I bet. I bet you money gets like fucking 110 yards with three touchdowns. Some fucking crazy number watch. Yep. So back to the game itself. The Brownies take it on the Packers. Um. I mean, I think it just depends on what the Browns can do on the run game. We saw on Monday that they couldn't get it done the first half, but then for some reason they really pounded the rock with Nick Chubb and they were able to kind of, you know, get the momentum back. Probably could have, should have won that game against the Raiders. So, I mean, maybe they can keep it close, but it's December on Christmas prime time. Aaron Rodgers is going to want to show out. They have the number one seed. They want to hold on to it. If they obviously if they went out, they, they get it. Uh, seven and a half. I mean, maybe. I think they get it. I think they win by double J yeah, or something like it. that. So, yes, exactly. Um, yeah, we're going both going with the Packers. Then the nightcap, a very interesting game here. We get the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Colts coming off a big win against the Patriots last Saturday. Cardinals losing pretty much got blown out by the Detroit Lions last week. Just continuing on with this NFC or pretty much NFL that we don't know who's good, who's bad. Everyone's beating everyone. Colts, one of the hottest teams in the league. Cardinals, one of the coldest teams in the league. But the Cardinals still favored by a point and a half at home. Dominic and the Colts continue their ride on Saturday and uh, beat the Cardinals. I mean, if you think about it, it's basically a picket game because Colts are playing good. Arizona, on paper, great team. Haven't been playing very well lately. So No, uh, no Hopkins. He is shut down for the rest of the regular season, almost the entire season. So I think... I'm going to ride a die with the Colts. I think they're on on fuego and they're going to stay on a fuego. Yes, I don't know. I don't like how we're agreeing right now. I do like the Colts as well. I like the Colts last week against the Patriots. Um, I like them against the Cardinals here. I do wonder how their defense is going to, uh, you know, lock down Kyler Murray because Mac Jones, it's a little easier. He's a rookie. He's not going to get out of the pocket too much. And their weapons, I mean, they're not as obviously they're not as good, even without DeAndre Hopkins over there in Arizona, but I, I really do like this Colts team. They're peaking at the right time. And if they can continue this hot streak and if Carson Wentz can just kind of get out of Jonathan Taylor's way and not fuck up too, too much, this Colts team is going to be fun to watch in January. So I'm going with the Colts as well. 
Then going on to the Sunday slate, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Uh, Buccaneers, even though they lost, got shut out last week against the New Orleans Saints, they are still favored by 10 on the road. The Carolina Panthers, who knows what's going on with their quarterback situation. Um, I believe Cam Newton will be starting, but uh, fantasy-wise, Cam Newton's been pretty good. But in real football-wise, he's been atrocious. Buccaneers, minus 10 on the road. Carolina, decent enough. I mean, they got a sneaky good defense here. You think they can uh, give Tom Brady Fitz, who has a banged-up team right now with no Leonard Fournette, no Mike Evans, no Chris Godwin. So it's going to be a big gronk Scotty Miller game, I think. Yeah, and and that's where part of me gets a little nervous is the fact that it's basically Tom Brady out there with Gronk, which let's, which let's be honest. That's still a dangerous duo right there, but it's also the Panthers who haven't really been playing normal Panther football. Um, I'm going to give it to the bucks, but I'm not going to let them cover. Okay. Okay. Got them. Got them playing small. Uh, I'm going to go with the bucks to win and cover. We've seen it so many times that Tom Brady coming off of a, a stinker game. He just comes and shoves it down the team's throat. Uh, yeah, I understand his like top three options aren't really there, but it's Tom Brady against the, the Panthers. I think the weather should be fine, but I think the, the Buccaneers get it done and the, their defense is going to just absolutely shove it down Cam's throat because uh, I don't know what's going on with that offense. Uh, then we get the L.A. Chargers taking on the Houston Texans, another big uh, spread here for the road team chargers favored by 10 and a half on the road against the Texans uh, chargers lost last Thursday Texans won against the Jaguars, but as a Jaguars Davis Mills after not doing so well when he first started at the season, hasn't been that bad. Have the Texans found their quarterback of the future, or at least their quarterback for like the next next year. Possibly I, I'm, I'm well, hang on side note. What's going on with Watson? Any news? Any update? Nope. I mean, trade deadline's over, so they can't exactly move him, I would assume. And I don't know what's going on legally. We'll just have to wait till the offseason until he gets okay. traded, because I'm pretty sure he's going to get traded. Pretty sure, too. Um, anyways, um, yeah, I mean, like you said, Mills has been kind of stepping his game up a little bit. Um, it, I don't know if this is considered risky, but I think I'm going to go with the Texans to win this game. Um, okay, you got the upset just because I feel it, it, it just I can feel it deep in my plums, you know. It, I just feel it, feel it. There you just go. So, it. everyone out there, take the points, don't be risky, but you know, make a little, little sprinkle on the Texans money line because Dominic said so. Um, Chargers, long week of rest coming off a, a heartbreaking loss. I think they win this game. Ten and a half is quite a quite a bit on the road, uh, but I mean we saw what they did with the Giants a couple weeks ago. When they play the bad teams, they can take care of business. I think the Chargers do come out and uh, they, they they win it handily. Maybe not. I mean, I guess I'll just I'll take the points. I'll take uh, ten and a half, but uh, maybe this is one is a little close. Another big time spread here. We got a NFC East battle between the Philadelphia Eagles hosting the New York Football Giants. I don't know what's going on with the quarterback situation because Daniel Jones shut down for the year. Mike Glennon got benched for Jake Fromm, so I think Fromm will be starting this game. Uh, Eagles won on Tuesday against the football team. Don't look now. Eagles are in a possible playoff 
can they are possibly a playoff team with the 49ers losing. Eagles can go on a run. Who knows? They may be able to uh, backdoor into the playoffs, Dominic. Or should we uh, don't look now? Are the Eagles a uh, sneaky good team? I mean, I feel like most of the league is a sneaky good team if playing good football. So, I mean, if you look at the Lions, dog shit, but yet, who uh, who did they beat last week again? Can you remind me, please? Uh, that'd be the Cardinals. Exactly. So every team this year, to me, could definitely be sneaky good. But with that being said, I feel like Philly is a little more healthier, have a little more, uh, you know, I have more um, confidence in uh, whatever the fucking quarterback's name is. What's his name? And with the Eagles? Yeah. Jalen Hurts. Jalen, he's not hurt, Hurts. So go with the Philly. Go with the Philly, Philly, Philly. You go with the Phillies. I will go with the Mets if you go with the Phillies. I think, well, to cover. I don't. I think the Eagles do win this game, but it's a division matchup. We saw the Giants last week. Even though their offense was atrocious, they were able to, you know, limit the damage against the uh, uh, Cowboys last week. So I'll go with the Giants to cover, but I do think the Eagles will win, get above 500, and with two weeks left in the season, I have to see where everyone stands, but uh, maybe the Eagles uh, make it into that sixth seed. Then I, one of the better games, probably the best game on the slate here. We get the Baltimore Ravens taking on Mr. X's Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. The Bengals are the leader in the AFC North at the moment. Pretty much all the teams are tied except for the Steelers because they have the, the tie. So uh, Bengals are favored by three points here. If we go back to early in the season, the Bengals just absolutely, I think they, blew them out and definitely uh, the secondary of the Ravens were exposed. Uh, the Bengals struggled last week against the uh, Broncos offensively, but uh, Ravens did pretty well last week against the Packers. Almost could have won Tyler Huntley has been a pleasant surprise. We don't know what the status is of Lamar Jackson, but Dominic Cincinnati favored by three against the Ravens AFC North on the line. Who gets this one going with the, bu- uh, the Bucks? No, going with the Bengals. I think uh, history is going to repeat itself. They're going to blow them out, and Mr. X is going to be doing his happy dance. I agree. Right in the Bengals. I know it was kind of a uh, not the best game last week against the Broncos, but I think the Broncos have a sneaky good defense. The Ravens, good front seven, not a great secondary. They're completely banged up there, so I think the Bengals are going to have to throw it a ton. That's why maybe someone sat Dak Prescott in terms of Joe Burrow. So I'm going with the Bengals. Maybe take the over as well because we've seen Tyler Huntley. I, I'm just going to say Tyler Huntley starting. He's uh, He's been pretty good as well. So I do like this game. It should be a fun one with a lot of playoff implications. Then we go to another game that has uh, pretty much no playoff implications because it's the Detroit Lions taking on the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. The Falcons are favored by seven. I understand it's the Lions, Dominic, but it is also the Falcons. That is a lot of points. I I agree. I think the Falcons will win the game. I don't think I, I think it's I think it's gonna be a shitty game where it's just gonna be low scoring, but you know, Falcons will still win the game. Fuck it. MCDC going to ride the wave of momentum. Lions about to whoop that ass against the Falcons. Take, well, Jared Goff does have COVID. That does throw a wrench in my plans. But fuck it. We're going with the Lions as well. And once again, Dominic, uh, little birdie told you should have picked up a Monroe St. Brown last week. 
in the playoffs. Shut the fuck up. And then what happened to you? Shut the fuck up. A touchdown. Shut the fuck up. Uh, moving on, another just fantastic game, a barn burner of a game. Only the degenerate gamblers and fantasy football owners will be watching this game because the Jacksonville Hagwires traveling to the Meadowlands to take on the New York football Jets. The Jets favored by a point and a half, pretty much a pick them here, but another shitty matchup between two shitty teams. This is a battle for the number one pick. I think the Jaguars have it. I don't even know where the Jets stand. But anyways, Dominic, who wins? the battle of the shitty teams. The Jacksonville Jaguars lost to the Texans last week, and they continue this momentum and lose to the Jets this week. No, I think Jacksonville will whip it out and just put a hurting on them Jets. Jets are dealing with a COVID outbreak, which may be why the line is so close. I know Salah's out. uh, Flacco's out, but he's not starting. I, I forget exactly who's out, but I definitely know the head coach is gone. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Man, COVID fucking sucks, dude. It's been taking everybody out. So I'm um, that's keeping my pick with 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 Jacksonville. All right, I'm gonna go with the Jets. Omnicrom can't stop them. They're gonna beat the Jaguars. They're gonna win because I keep saying this at home. Jets aren't that bad, even though they're very bad at home or on the road. I'm just gonna hammer that down because I don't give a shit. Merry Christmas, everybody. Then the LA Rams take on the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Uh, Rams favored by three and a half in this one. Cooper Cup, absolutely just, I needed him to not be very good, but he continued to be Matthew's little Cooper Cup. Uh, three and a half Rams, if the Cardinals lose, Rams could win. And I think it's like a tie, but the Cardinals have the tiebreaker. I don't know how that works out, but uh, Rams could sneak in and win the division if all things break right. So they're going to play hard while the Vikings are still hanging on by a thread for their playoff lives. Well, Dalvin Cook's out. And it kills me inside. If only someone picked up Alexander Madison when someone dropped him. I, you know, looking back to that day, I was kind of like, I, I smacked myself in the head because there's been multiple times where Cook's been out and I could have just popped in Madison and would have given the same numbers as Cook and just kills me inside. So, um, and I know who has him now. And I'm a little, I know he ain't going to trade him. Well, it's too late to trade anyways, but um, but anyways, I'm going to go with the Rams. They're just going to ram their balls down the Vikings' throat. Yeah, I don't understand. I can't get a gauge on the Vikings because sometimes they come out and they play very well. Sometimes they play like dog shit. Uh, Vikings not playing on primetime, so I'm not going to get primetime Kirk Cousins, which may be a reason why they'll, they'll play them close. Um, but the Rams not dealing with COVID right now. Vikings dealing with Dalvin Cookout, which is a big, big... Uh, Blow to them. I'll go with the Rams. They're they're peaking at the right time. So we'll go with the Rams. Then uh, maybe the biggest game on the afternoon slate. Or no, this is still we're still in the morning. Goddamn. Uh, the Buffalo Bills take on the New England Patriots in Foxborough. Another close line here with the Patriots favored by a point and a half. We saw what happened last time. Wind tunnel. I think the it's going to be cold, but it's not going to be as extreme weather. So maybe more of an even playing field for the passing game of the Bills, Dominic. Can the Patriots win? And I think it's pretty much, you know, win, and they they not clinch it, but they have it on lock they have, like, the two-game lead. Or can the Bills uh, get revenge? I honestly don't know how to feel because I feel like every time Mac Jones has a good game, the next game he usually kind of tanks a little bit. Um, it is the Bills. The Bills are, well, worse, worse leaded to, to be a great team, and now they're – kind of fallen off a little bit 
Um, weather does play a factor. I, I think I'll keep my faith in, in the Bills. And, you know, they're proven past couple of years that they're good. So I'll go with the Bills. I will go with the Bills as well. Uh, they're not exactly the, you said it, like the team we kind of thought the defense is good, not, you know, stout like it was in the past. The passing game, it's like, it's good, not elite. But uh, with the weather being more even, I think that's going to play out to where the Bills are going to be able to, you know, air it out and do what they need to do against the Patriots. Well, um, I mean, we just don't know what the Patriots want to do. I mean, if they have to get into a shootout, Mac, we show, saw last week Mac Jones can throw it, but was that more the Colts, you know, laying back and being more conservative and allowing them to throw the ball a lot? But I like the Bills as well. Then we get the Chicago Bears taking on the Seahawks. Seahawks favored by six and a half. Uh, that's, a, that's a lot of points for two teams who I think are kind of in the same boat right now. Uh, Seahawks dealing with a little bit of COVID. Tyler Lockett's still out, I believe. Uh, Bears are just the Bears, so that's why they're down six and a half. Dominic, uh, can the Seahawks blow out the Bears? Well, part of me – so this is my dilemma, and I know you're not going to give me advice because we're playing each other, but this is my dilemma. So whoever's listening to this, if it's Saturday, you know, slide in the DMs because let me know what, what you think. I have Mac Jones, who's been decent this season. Russell Wilson, who was hurt coming off of the injury. He put up a good game and then just was absolute dog shit the past couple games. So I don't know who to start. Part of me, you know, Wilson's going against Chicago, who isn't, let's be honest, they're not that elite. Jones going against Buffalo and there's it's weather, you know, conditions could play a factor as well. So it's kind of like, I don't know who to feel. I don't know who who to play, but uh, going to the original question, I think the Seahawks will blow out the Bears. I'll take the Bears in this one. Maybe not outright to win, but I mean, the Bears played tough last week against the Vikings. They were dealing with a bunch of COVID issues. I mean, pretty much their entire secondary was out and they still were able to uh, play well enough that offense of the Bears just wasn't able to do much. So I, I like the Bears to cover in this one. Probably not win. I think the Seahawks will still be able to kind of pull it out their ass. But is this the last year of Russell Wilson with Pete yes. Carroll? Yes. So Russ gone, Pete gone, both gone. What's what's the Seahawks looking like next year? Bofa. Bofa? Okay. Okay. Uh, not a good draft class this year. So the free agency of, or at least a trade market for quarterback should be very interesting in the offseason. Then we get the Denver Broncos taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, this one is in Las Vegas, but the Broncos are favored by a point, even though the Raiders are the one coming off a win. Uh, they were ba- barely able to beat the COVID Browns, but the uh, win's a win. They're back to 500, still in the hunt for the playoffs, but yet they're still an underdog here, Dominic. Are you believing in the Raiders or the Broncos still a, a not a sexy, they're not like a, they're a, an ugly good team because they don't play very well, but they do enough to win. Well, I mean, Jerry Judy put up a fucking goose egg, fucking motherfucker. But um, anyways, no, I feel like, uh, you know, the, the first meeting we had with these two teams, uh, you know, you had rugs, you had um, Gruden, Gruden, and now we don't. So I feel like it's going to be a no, different wasn't dynamic. That the, was that the first non-Gruden game? I think it was. I honestly don't remember, but I... I'm not picking the Raiders because they're my team. I'm just picking them because I think they're just they're they're gonna ride this hot streak. 
I mean, I don't know if I would exactly call this a hot streak. They squeaked it out against the Browns. Okay, okay. Um, it's pretty much a pick them at one point. Uh, the Broncos, they want to run the ball. The Raiders run defense isn't that great. Um, we, it's pretty much like we saw the Raiders are kind of similar, I would say, to the Bengals, where they kind of want to air it out. They want to, you know, they can run it when they have to. And we saw what the Broncos were able to do. If it wasn't for that one Tyler Boyd touchdown, Broncos could have won that game. It is at home. It is in Vegas. Um, I will continue. I'll be a homer. I'll pick the Raiders to get the win and continue to, you know, string me along, give me hope that they might be able to sneak into the playoffs. And then they'll fucking, they'll, it'll be like a winning in situation week 18 and they just fucking shit the bed. Wow. Who, are they, who are they playing? Cause they, you, you play a division rival at the end. So does that mean they're playing the, the chargers? Cause they've already played the Broncos play in and yeah, the chiefs so twice. Be the chargers. Yeah. That'd be fun. So if the char- charger lose this week. Raiders win. Uh, help us out a little bit. And then, you know, week 18, that's Chargers. They shit the bed, and then we drunkenly go on Facebook Live and rant about the state of the Raiders organization. Hmm. Because where, where, where have I seen that before? I don't know. I mean, it's been a while. I think there, there used to be this podcast that I used to listen to. I remember what happened to them. They, like, occasionally post up, like, a video uh, podcast, but it's not their podcast. It's, like, a joint podcast. Huh? Oh, what ever happened to them? Hmm. Hmm. You know, you know. Just, just throwing it out there. I know it's Christmas time, but you know, Brandon, I appreciate you and what you do for this podcast. And I'm happy that we've been doing this for so many years and, you know, we continue to grow, not just our podcast, but our friendship, <laughs> kind of like a brotherhood now. I love you, man. I love you too, but not a brotherhood like the KKK, like not that type of brotherhood. Yeah. Like, like brotherhood, a real brother. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. 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 Don't I mean, want to get that misconstrued. Yes, exactly. Exactly. We've been doing this for uh, 200 and how many episodes? 230 something. Trying to pull it up, but of course, doesn't want to load. Two hundred and sixteen weeks in a well, not in a row because we've taken like one or two weeks off. But anyways, anyways, two hundred and sixteen. We're we're still doing the damn thing. Anyways, moving on to the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. This is one of the uh, another marquee names. This one's a surprising one. The Chiefs at home favored by eight and a half, even though. Kelsey and Hill at the moment, I believe, are still out with COVID. That's a lot of points. I know the Steelers aren't exactly the best team in the world, but the Chiefs got the COVIDs. Can they pull out eight and a half points with COVID? No. I actually think the Steelers will win this game with no, with with a COVID ridden Chiefs, the Steelers can win this game. I'm going with the Steelers. You're going to outright say the Steelers are going to win this game. Okay. I'm outright saying Steelers are going to fucking walk in, whip their dick out on the table, and say, look, Big Ben still can ball out. Probably should have looked this up before the podcast because the COVID is COVID. Uh, Gabriel Davis, wide receiver for the the Bills, is out with COVID. He's unvaccinated, just like Cole Beasley, so he's not going to play. We got LaVisca Chenault on COVID. We got... We got the Rams getting healthy from COVID, so that's good. Um, so should we? Uh, nope, too late. Okay, we're just, we're just, we're, yep, we're just fucking going with it. Yep. Uh, eight and a half is a lot. As much as I hope Kelsey comes back, I, I mean, we have the new protocols this week, and we haven't exactly seen like a quick turnaround for a, a player yet. So I'm just gonna. Hope, assume, I hope he doesn't play. 
<laughs> I just I'm just gonna assume both of them aren't gonna play. And eight and a half is a lot. And the I mean the Steelers. I mean, I, I cannot get a grip on what the Steelers are because they play like shit for three quarters and they just turn it on in the fourth quarter and make it close and sometimes win the game. So I'm just I think that's gonna be the same thing. I think they're gonna be shit. It's gonna be a somewhat close game. Like this the Chiefs will be up like 14 points for three quarters, but then they turn it on and they you know they cover, but I think the Chiefs still are able to get the win. So there we go. Uh, then Sunday night football, we get the football team, the Washington football team, take it on the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry world. Uh, the football team, once again, like half the league is dealing with COVID. I believe Taylor Heineke is activated off the, off the list. So at least they have a starting quarterback, uh, Cowboys not dealing with COVID, but their offense has not been that great, but their defense has been absolutely fantastic. Pretty much carrying them through this back half of the season. Cowboys favored by 10 on Sunday night. Dominic, are the Cowboys going to cover, and can the Cowboys finally get their offense rolling? Cowboys will cover. The Cowboys will cover. Offense is going to look miserable, terrible, but we'll get the job done. I mean, that's pretty much what they've been doing for like the past two months, except for the Raider game, where their offense just ain't doing it, and Dak Prescott's the reason I'm not in the playoffs right now. <laughs> it's okay. But uh, 10 points is quite a quite a lot. I mean, Washington, I, I did like their defense are playing well that I think just they couldn't keep it going for that long. But I, I do think the Cowboys, eh, it's a division matchup. We'll get, you know what, we'll just give it to the football team. We'll give the football team, they'll be able to cover. Cowboys will win, but it'll be close. Maybe it'll be another ugly division matchup like we saw last week. That included the New Orleans Saints who are coming off a big time win. And now they play on Monday night. They take on the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins are favored by three. The Saints are at home, but they have a shit ton of COVID stuff going on right now. I believe they do not have. So, yes, Saints players on COVID. Taysom Hill, Trevor Sibian, Malcolm Jenkins, Jordan Mills, Christian Ringo, Jalen Holmes, Jeff Heath, Caden Ellis, and James Carpenter. So right now, the Saints are down to their third string quarterback. Nice. So uh, they have Alvin Kamara, I believe, still. So that's good. But uh, it was already a, a shit show with Taysom Hill under center. And I don't even know who the I forget who the person is. But uh, Dolphins are hot. One of the hottest teams in the league. Are they going to keep this going against Fuego. the Saints on Monday night? Fuego La Dolphina. I see Dolphin si. in Spanish. See, si. Close enough. You know, yeah, uh, I think Gaskins, Ahmed and was it Lindsay all activated off of COVID. So I think the Dolphins got this game unlocked. I I agree. I think the Dolphins do get it done uh, over under. I think it's the lowest of the slate at 37 and a half. I, I hope it goes over. I want to see some points be scored here. But uh, with the Saints dealing with the COVIDs, uh, I will go with the Dolphins as well. They're in a hot streak. I think they're like the second team ever to win like seven straight after starting one and four, whatever the hell they were. So uh, they are doing or one and seven. I forget. I don't know. But they're doing fantastic. So I think the Dolphins continue and they will be once again one of those many AFC teams just in the mix for the uh, for the playoff spots. Uh, then January, okay, we don't have any Thursday night games next week. So, Woo! Yay! Uh, Raiders play the Colts. Good for them. Yeah. Hate to see it. So the okay, never mind. The Raiders definitely not going to be in the playoffs because they're going to play the Colts and they're probably going to lose. <clears throat> Anyways, yep, 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 yep. so that is it for the sports and the footballs. So now it's moving all over to the mailbag segment, otherwise known as. Well, before before I do the jingle, 
this is originally Mr. X's questions of the week. If we're getting more people involved, should we just give Mr. X's own segment? I mean, I mean, come on, let's let's be let's be. He's basically a part of this a part of this podcast. Okay. So should, do I need to make a new jingle for the mailbag and then do the Mr. X jingle, or do we just keep it Mr. X's questions of the week and then you do the and friends part? I mean, we can, you know, if it's if it's a regular thing, if we because you know it is Christmas, everyone's in the giving spirit, so that's yes. why they're they're giving us the questions, which we very much appreciate. I'll shout out the Saint sign Blake Bortles. Oh fuck, I think the Saints might win now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll keep it, keep it the regular for right now. And then if we you know, okay. get, we gain some momentum, then maybe then, we, uh, then we'll, have, we'll, we'll sit down and jingle it out. Yes. We'll uh, get in the studio and work some out. All right. So then it's time for Mr. X's hey, questions on this Christmas Eve week. Bum, bum. So we got a lot of questions in the Instagram mailbox nice. and guess what, Dominic? Guess what? what? Guess what? 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 We have a question sent in from former or current number one fan. Whoa. Haley <laughs> sent in a question. Shout out. Love to have you back. Uh, so she asks, <clears throat> if you could ask Santa for one thing and you could for sure get it for Christmas, what would it be? In parentheses for podcast. Thank you, Haley, for clarifying that. Oh, okay. Yes. Anyway, so Dominic, uh, if you could ask for one thing, what would you want oh, from Santa? Fuck. This is a good question just because a pandemic to be over because I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. Well, I, haven't, I actually haven't been sick for a while because, you know, if you hear the protocols and you, you just, don't you do know, anything, <laughs> if you just sit in your house for like two years, you're probably not going to get sick. Um. I don't know, because like when I was a kid, I really wanted a dirt bike and like all the setup and everything. Never got it, of course. And then, you know, and then I said, fuck the dirt bike. I want a jetpack, you know, never got it. Um, jetpack. What the hell are you asking <laughs> for a jetpack for? I don't know. I want to watch a too much Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> Probably. Um, but if there's one thing that. Oh, Shit, I would probably, I, I really don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I would probably just want somehow to be debt-free. I guess that would be my, Amen, brother. You know, well, no, I take that back because debt-free would just take away my debt and then I would still be where I am right now. So maybe like, I don't know, a million dollars or something like that. So I, I'll do, I do the basic bitch answer, like a million dollars just so I can pay my debts off and still have money to splurge and, saving shit so yeah to, take, to take me places to exactly to take we want rich dominic back exactly um so what about you we'll, brandon uh we'll ask for the pandemic to be over um we'll ask for ending world hunger and hey hey, hey, hey. one wish motherfucker oh sorry i thought this was aladdin i get that again three wishes no so uh we'll, we'll ask so you know we'll ask for all the good people wishes you know try to be a good samaritan but if we're going to be selfish and ask for something be you know selfish monetary i would want santa santa hmm see like this year i was very i couldn't exactly figure out what i wanted for christmas because i couldn't think of anything like physical that i wanted so if dominic wants money i could ask for money but i would want the for christmas i'm gonna once again ask for like a theoretical one but this is like a serious theoretical one i would ask for the alameda slash oakland board of supervisors to approve the oakland A's <laughs> new stadium 
Uh, there you go. Merry Christmas. There you go. Merry Chrysler. All right. So thank you, Haley, for sending in. Don't be a stranger. Uh, then we got Johnny Roca, Mr. J. Rowe, sending a lot of questions. Very, oh. very much appreciative after not sending in last week. He was a part of the co-hosting duties of uh, Points and Doinks on Tuesday. Okay. Okay. Oh, sorry, Wednesday. Uh, shout out. So we have a lot of questions, a lot of random questions. Uh, yeah, I, if I look, yeah, I think there is one actual sports question, but a lot of these are just kind of random ones. But a uh, random question for the podcast. What are your top four favorite cereals? Are there any that you loved as a kid, but do not like anymore as an adult? Uh, I'll take that one. No, I am a, still a kid. I eat like shit all the time. You're a child. So, yeah, I am a child. I mean, you know, pizza rolls and mini tacos on the regs. Chicken nuggies. Uh, not oh, I, well, not chicken nuggies, but I do have chicken tendies sometimes. Oh, sorry, tendies. Uh, but uh, cereals, top five, top four cereals, Dominic. So, what are some of the oh, the, the goaded cereals for you? As a kid, I think the normal ones were always one was Cheerios, just because you know, mommy wanted me to be healthy. Um, so about Honey Nut Cheerios. Well, I mean, as a kid, the Cheerios were in the household normally were Cheerios. Captain Crunch, Rice Krispies, and a trade-off every once in a while between Fruit Loops and Apple Jacks. Now, as an adult, I will say my number, my my top four: Captain Crunch number one, always. Don't the berries. What kind of what? What's the Captain Crunch? Is it regular straight Captain Crunch, or are you going with the berries or the peanut butter? Uh, I it, for me, you can do either normal Captain Crunch or Crunch Berries. Don't care. I'll do either one. Peanut butter can suck my dick. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, yeah, whoa. don't it, don't don't be hating on the peanut butter. I like the peanut butter. Number two, I will do honey nut Cheerios. Number three, I will do I would probably say tricks. And rounding out number four, I will say it will be the good old fashioned pops cereal. Okay, okay. Um, so as a, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. I would say I do like I like Captain Crunch, both the berries, Crunch Berries. I'm not gonna say it because I'm not Dominic, uh, and the uh, the peanut butter. But I do like the tricks. I like I like the tricks. Lucky uh, Lucky Charms are kind of overrated. Not not don't like those too much. Uh, the Oreos. If we're going just super sugary bullshit, I love the the Oreo cereal. Those are I love doing those things. Never had back. it. Wow. Missing out, missing out. I had Cookie Crisp. It's not. It's not all that I thought it would be. Yeah, it's kind of like a. You know, I'll have it once, but I don't exactly want to have it like you know two or three times in a couple weeks. Uh, so let's see. We're going top four. We're going Captain. We'll go Captain Crunch Berries. We'll go Crunch Berries. We'll go Tricks. Uh, three. I guess we'll go Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and then I'll throw in a fourth. This is more like an adult one because I didn't really have these as a kid, but I like them now. And they're, you know, more the healthier kind. I do like honey bunches of oats. Yeah, I mean, I, I like honey bunches of oats. I mean, I mean, it's, uh, you know, one thing that I, by the way, it's not that I don't like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I just never got into it. It was never my thing. Um, a cereal that will always have a place in my heart, but I will never eat it again is... And will always be fucking the knockoff Fruit Loops for the dinosaur. I mean, I, I I love the the knockoff cereals. I love just getting the big ass bag and just you know going to town on those because uh, good times. All right, so <clears throat> two weeks ago, 
you mentioned, that'd be me, mentioned that you had a crush on Julie the Cat from the Mighty Ducks franchise. Shout out Johnny Roker for listening and paying attention. Uh, he personally had a crush on Connie Monroe from the Mighty Ducks, so the other female Mighty Duck. Uh, what are some other movie crushes you had on movie actresses when you were younger? Um, Hops from the Disney movie. Does that count? What? Not the Disney movie. Hop, never. <laughs> Officer Hops. Officer Hop. Who the hell? It's uh, from Zootopia. It's a, it's a meme. Oh, <clears throat> or is it? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you're it's, mm. it's your crush, buddy. I don't, and, and you weren't really a kid when that movie came out. So I, I mean, mean I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, Miley Cyrus. What? What? No, what? Not but a, part uh, in the USA, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> it's a movie stop, Nick. Oh, sorry. Um, movies as a kid. Hmm. Uh, so there's uh, there's this one movie. I really enjoyed it. It starred Kim Kardashian and Ray J. I uh, like that one. That was fun. <laughs> That's uh, that's got to be one. That's probably number one for most most men our age, um, and and females don't want to discriminate. Sorry, um, no. I mean, I'm trying to think back to. So this is me thinking back to when I was a kid, not me as an adult looking back at that old movie and saying that chick's hot, right? I guess. Okay, so kid Dominic, who did I? Hmm, I don't know. I Fighting mean, with my family. Fighting with your family. I wasn't a kid, <laughs> but Paige's movie is always number one in my book. Uh, way better than Kim Kardashian's. The whole um, movie. The whole movie of Paige. Yes. Yes. The yes. whole movie. Yes. Um, no. Um, I really, I can't off the top of my head. I can't really be like, oh, well, you know, actually, hmm. There was one movie that I remember I was kind of like, I remember I was watching with my dad and I was kind of like, I was maybe, what's the cutoff? Would you say like 13 and below? I would say once you get to, I don't know, I guess. Like middle school age is still kind of like a kid, I guess. Okay, so yeah. So I was watching a movie with my dad and I was digging the movie. It was full of action and, you know, shooting guns and stuff. I was like, oh, this is cool. There's one scene in the movie where the actress stripped into her bra and her thong and started dancing for this the character or whatever that actress what movie is this uh oh fuck what it's called god damn it what is it oh my god i can't remember it and when it comes on i love to watch it now what is it i wonder why oh well i can tell you the actress was a semi-young one might even call <clears throat> underage mature oh <laughs> what the fuck mature you're a kid it's okay fine jamie lee curtis Ooh, yeah she uh freaky friday no god no she i eh, no uh let me let me uh let me look it up the movie title real quick uh because it's fucking halloween weird. nope it is nope not trading places what the fuck is it come on don't do this to christmas me. with the cranks no what the fuck is it Oh my god, where is it? Where is it? Really, where the fuck is it? It's her Arnold Schwarzenegger. House arrest. Get... No. Okay, Jamie Lee Curtis and Arnold Schwarzenegger. True lies. True lies. There, that's the fucking one. She's all she strips down, she starts dancing and shit. I'm like, God damn, that is a thick girl right there. Her, you know. 
Dominic yeah. out here just simping for Jamie Lee Curtis. That is, did not expect that to happen. Yeah, it's weird, huh? Like I, like I was like 12, 13, watching with my dad. I was just like, like the fuck, she's getting naked. Okay, I can, I can dig that. And then, I mean, she didn't get naked, but I mean, like, you know, she, she squatted. I was like, goddamn, you know. So you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. So I was trying to think, and honestly, like, I couldn't think of something like a movie crush. I know this is a cop out answer, but I really can't think of anything. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get I mean, back to you. I'll do I'll do my homework. I'll look at uh, some movies and I'll and I'll get back to you on that one. Yeah, I was grasping for straws. That's the only thing that popped in my head when I was a kid. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure there's something earlier than that, but I mean that's something that you know struck me was just you know dead ass. Electra. There we go. Is that from the James Bond movie? No. When Electra like the the Marvel thing? I did. No, nothing. No, nothing. Wasn't Carmen Electra, Electra, or something like that? I forget. Uh, I forget. Somebody, yeah. Tyler, moving on. Me. Moving on. Electra movie from Daredevil. From Daredevil. Oh. Oh yeah. What? Well, not Carmen Electra. It was uh, Jennifer Garner. Oh. Here we go. That, really? No, that that well, because I was watching the Daredevil uh, Netflix thing. Because uh, shout out Spider Man, no spoilers, but uh, so that that's the only thing that came to mind, and it's not really because I don't even think I saw that movie. But anyways. Anyways, moving on. Anyways, moving right along. Another question from old Johnny Roca. Uh, while on the subject of movies, what is your go-to must-watch every Christmas season movie? Uh, mine is Home Alone and just felt a number two because my favorite is 8-Bit Christmas on HBO Max. So, Dominic, what are the uh, go-to Christmas movies that you got to watch? Well, uh, since the studio audience isn't here, I will throw out there. It's the uh, Jim Carrey Grinch movie because that is her favorite movie of all time. Doesn't matter if it's Christmas, Hanukkah. Fucking New Year's, Fourth of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day, Groundhog Day, President's Day. She will watch that movie every day. Um, for me, Christmas time means only one movie, and that is another great movie by Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that is Jingle All the Way. I just accidentally liked Johnny Roca's message. So, Johnny, if you're listening to this, you know exactly when I uh, read these questions off because yep. I accidentally liked, liked one of the questions. Anyways, but we do like all your questions. Uh, so mine, I like Christmas Vacation. That was kind of like an older, not a well, it's obviously an older movie, but I haven't, I wasn't watching it until like a few years ago, and I watched it all the time. Uh, not technically a Christmas movie, but this one has a special place in my heart because we recorded it, we tape recorded it because that's how old I am. Um, the Fairly Odd Parents Christmas Special because I would like watch that every single Christmas because we had it Jeez. on VHS. Jeez, so there you go. That's a throwback. So I got a. I think regular Christmas, I the Santa Claus. I like the Santa Claus. Santa Claus was one, one and two is good. Three, trash. All right, moving right along. An actual sports question with three weeks left to go in the NFL regular season. Who stands out as your favorite team to win the Super Bowl? Jacksonville Jaguars, easy. They're, Even though they're eliminated, they're clinching it. They're clinching. No, um, to, favorite team to win the Super Bowl. Hmm. You know, it's a. Uh, I feel like this is my cop out answer, but I feel like if everything goes well and everyone stays healthy, I think the Green Bay Packers can win it all. Okay. Okay. Um, well, it is. I do like because I was, you know, I was writing pretty much like this exact same thing for work where I was talking about like all the Super Bowl teams. Um, I do like the Packers. I like the Chiefs because they seem like they're kind of getting hot at the right time. 
uh, which those are like two kind of the cop-out ounces I was, I have been sucking the Colts dick all podcast long. So uh, I do like the Colts. And if we're going like a, like a dark horse, kind of outside those three teams, the end it, well, I guess I have to pick the bills and the Rams because those are my two teams that I, that I picked, but uh, if I have to pick one team to be like the Super Bowl favorite right now at this moment, I'll go with the chiefs. I know we're both of us are picking the number one seeds, which is kind of cop-out answers, but I really do like how they're, I, I like their defense. I know they didn't do so well against the uh, chargers, but their defense has kind of stepped up recently and the offense looking like it's uh, coming around, even if they got the COVID. Then finally, this is not really a question. It's more of like a challenge. And this is Dominic. So, so Dominic, listen up. Oh, okay. This, this, one, this one's a long one and I'm going to read it all. Okay. Uh, well, okay. Can you, well, mm, okay. Well, okay. I'll stop what I'm doing. Okay. Go ahead. <clears throat> okay. So that is four questions. And now for the big one last week, Dominic said he is a bit of a three point shooter. I have a challenge for him. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, Dominic has to shoot a three-point shot live on either Facebook or Instagram live. And if he makes the shot, Johnny Roca will pay him $100 out of his own pocket. The only stipulation is before he takes the shot, he has to roll a literal die or dice. Is it die? Dice is one or is it die? Is one. I forget. Anyways. Dice is one. Dice is two. He has to roll a die. And he has to roll one die and he is the key depending on what number he rolls. So if he rolls a one, you have to shoot from the top of the key. A two is from the left corner. Three is from the left arc. Four has to shoot from the right arc. And if he rolls a five, it shoots from the right corner. And if he rolls a six, he has to shoot a half court shot. So, Dominic, do you accept this $100 challenge from Johnny Roca? There's no timetable. I, I mean, talk, it's, I talked that... to him earlier okay. where you can practice as much as you want. And, you know, you can you can take like 50,000 shots beforehand, but you have to we have to put it up live. And you one shot, one opportunity sees everything you ever wanted for $100. Do the, you only thing I had, the only challenge? thing that if I miss, it's nothing out of me. I don't owe him 100 bucks or anything like that. Right. It's just if I make it cool, if not, I suck. Yep. Fuck it, I'll take the bet. Okay. Any uh, timetable when you think we could uh, arrange this? Um, hmm. Maybe within like the next couple of weeks. Yeah, next couple of weeks. That's 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 doable. I mean, uh, you know, maybe maybe by next week we can hammer it down and we can give an announcement on when this. You know, uh, sh- I, I just want to throw place. it out there though. You know, park park hoops are double rimmed, which is not you know a very good uh you know shooters, you know paradise so you know you know you know if i miss it you know i don't i want to take all the blame you know the double rim always sucks okay so dominic's already built into his excuse if he misses but he has to actually hit the rim for it to count you know for him to make that excuse bro i made the bohannon basketball team i'm a legend okay i mean well i guess miller doesn't work there anymore i was gonna say you know maybe we can i know you got ties to bohannon they got a gym you can talk to somebody maybe you'll get inside the gym Mm-hmm. probably not probably not all right so that is it for uh the in friends portion shout out Haley and johnny roca merry merry christmas to everybody uh, so let's move mm-hmm. on to mr x's questions mr x's questions of the week. Bum, bum. wow taking my jingles okay see how it is motherfucker damn it wasn't a jingle so- it's more a spoken word Ooh. 
start doing start snapping. First of all, he says Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you and yours. So thank you, sir. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay. Happy New Year's. Happy Hanukkah. Well, he's not a Cincinnati. But shut the fuck up. Yes, Daddy. While I'm not a Cincinnati Bearcats fan, if they can somehow win the national title, Meow. do you think it would shake up the way college football is run currently? Example, the way that the bigger conferences get all the attention. Now, huge Bearcat fans, right, Brandon? Yep. Meow. Shout out Travis Kelsey. Meow. Um, I think so. I, I think, you know, if these smaller teams can start winning some big titles and, you know, start, you know, getting some, I'm not going to say some key recruits from high school, shit like that, but I mean, I think it's definitely an eye opener and, you know, hopefully, you know, shine the light on some smaller, you know, areas in, in the world, right? Yeah, I mean, they just don't need to win the national championship. I just think them beating Alabama in the first round, which Dominic definitely knew that was their matchup, uh, would definitely shake it up and give them a lot of attention. And even if they were to win the national championship, I don't think that is going to coincide with them like doing a ex- playoff expansion or anything like that. I think the it's going to eventually happen to where we get a eight-team, six-team college football playoff just because they want more money and they want more eyeballs. But um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw this, what, 10, 15 years ago when Boise State beat Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl, and that's kind of when I fell in love with Boise State. They are kind of like my second team because shout out Boise State. They got the big blue field. So I think it can be similar to that, to where Cincinnati come, you know, comes out. They finally get their shot after being a really good team these past few years. UCF should have been in the playoffs or whatever. So finally, a non-Power 5 conference gets their shot, and if they can do damage, and I mean, I think it really just comes down to them being Oklahoma uh, Alabama. Now, can they do that? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. But um, if they do do that, then obviously that'll uh, be a, a big old story going forward. Wonderful. Now we're gonna go shift our our focus from football to Mr. X's NHL update. Do 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 in the NHL, Tampa Bay, Carolina still stand tall as leaders of their division in the East. In the West, Minnesota hangs their lead in the Central, and Nashville is fast on the heels of the in the Pacific. The Ducks, with, uh, I'm I'm fucking this whole thing up. I I cannot keep a cadence. God damn it! Let's try let's try this again. <clears throat> in the NHL, Tampa Bay and Carolina still stand tall as leaders of their divisions in the East. See, I forgot a word. That's why I said it all weird. In the West, Minnesota hangs. On forgot that word to their lead in the central, but Nashville is fast on their heels in the Pacific. My ducks, which is his ducks and your ducks, right? Quack, quack, motherfucker. Quack, quack have dropped to the second with the resurgence of the Vegas gold Knights taking over the lead. The entire league has taken its winter break two days early to try and combat a small outbreak of COVID within the NHL because of the Omicron variant. Stricter protocols are being brought back, including daily testing, as well as postponement of games that involve cross-border travel between the U.S. and Canada, not to mention the restriction of where players are allowed to go and to go and when they are out. Yep. Damn Omnicrom. Yep. Quack, quack. Motherfucker. I, I fucking just love that. Quack, quack, motherfucker. I fucking love it. Anywho, that's it for the sports. Kind of, kind of shorter sports segment. From yeah, I mean, it's pretty much just you know football, and everyone's got COVID. Pretty much. Yep. On to some wrestling. Are these rumors that Johnny Gargano is heavily leaning toward joining AEW? I hope fucking not, because I don't want to see another 
fucking WWE guy in AEW. No, if he does become all elite, do you see him joining a group, perhaps joining Cole and Red Dragon to form a group like the Radicals in, invading the WWF in 2000? Or would he be better suited as a singles competitor? Um, I, I could see him coming in and being like a TNT title kind of guy trying to, you know, throw his hat into that. But I do see him joining a group later on. I'm not saying right off the get, not, not right off the get go, but later on. But I'm not, you know, I hate to take a page out of Vince's book, but he is kind of on the smaller side. So he's not going to be going after the world heavyweight title. So I think he'll be a TNT guy. I'm pretty sure him and Guevara could have great matches. Um, anything with the Lucha Bros would be good with him. Pac, Pac would be great with him. Um, so I, I think singles competitor for now, later on, on in, in the team. I think he's going to be more of a singles guy unless someone, you know, if Ciampa were to leave and they can link up and do something in the tag team division, that would be cool. But I see him more as like a singles guy. And I, I mean... It all just depends on what the title scene looks like at the moment. But I, I mean, I would like uh, Johnny to kind of go after the world title and see exactly what he, what he can do uh, over there. I mean, even just like if John Moxley is supposed to be turning heel, we get Moxley versus Gargano. That'd be like a fun little dream match that uh, that we can get. But I still kind of stand by he's going to wait it out till after the kid and then, uh, you know, come back, maybe do some indies in the, in the uh, interim and then he'll show up whenever the hell he does show up. But I'm much more positive on the fact of these guys going to uh, AEW than Dominic. We'll talk about that when we get to the Dynamite recap, or maybe Mr. X X has a question about it. I don't know, because I don't read the questions, but um, I'm all for Johnny Gargano, because I I mean, I really do like what he did at NXT. So it is, I mean, not similar or like too, too similar to Daniel Bryan, but you know, it's, you can see the, the similarities to where, you know, undersized, small guy, but, Am I the only one who finds the dynamic between Vince and Theory weird and awkward? I mean, half the time you can't even hear what McMahon is saying. He mainly mumbles through the segments. Then you have to figure out what he says after. Um, to be honest, I don't really watch Raw all that much because it's dog shit. So, well, I actually did watch Raw this time on like last week where I didn't. So, uh, yeah, th- these segments are just kind of weird. I don't know what the reasoning behind it is because like first it was the Netflix thing. And then now it's just, he's there. So is it, and these aren't like big time segments to where their ratings draws. Cause that's what they think that the McMahon's are ratings draws. And I mean, maybe it's a, a lead into like a WrestleMania storyline with like stone cold, Steve Austin, not a match, but just something or another. But yeah, it is. It's weird. And Vince, Oh, we got an appearance from the studio audience. She asked yeah. if we're done. Yeah, and I said, say Merry Christmas. And she said, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry. Anything else you want to say to the to Mr. X? Maybe wish Mr. X a happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Johnny. What about Tyler? Merry Christmas. What about Tyler? Merry Christmas. Haley? Merry Christmas. Uh, Brandon? <laughs> okay. Anyways, hey, continue. You almost, you, almost, you almost got, oh, Merry Christmas, studio He said Merry Christmas back to you. He gets an excited one. Okay. Anyways, also with you. Back on you. Don't touch my balls. Whoa. Jingle balls. (laughs) Uh Anyways, are you done with your rant? There's one more question. Yes. Just for fun. What's the greatest 
gift or gifts you've ever gotten over the holidays? Let you go first. Greatest gift. Well, of course, it's all the Christmas gifts Dominic has got me for this podcast. Of course, all of them. Even oh, the yeah. Pe- even the penis pump and the little person blow up doll. Which one was your favorite, though? The penis pump or the little person blow up doll? Which one is your favorite? <laughs> mm, the little person blow up doesn't doll. count because it didn't last. And I popped it. Yeah, because Dominic, yeah, Dominic had his way with it. <laughs> I, I put it on the barbecue. I was hungry. Excuse me? <laughs> I wanted some Plastic. barbecue barbecue pussy. Ow. So we were actually talking about, I was talking about this with frenemy of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, it, it sounded like, there was like one present that I like always asked for and like I never got, but then I finally did get it. It's like that, the video, the baseball video game to where you plug it into the television and it's like a, not a VR one, but it's like you have, you plug it, the home plate into the television and you have like the baseball bat and you can, you know, play baseball with it. Yeah. So it's kind of like the Wii before the Wii. That's one that always stands out to me. That's that was okay. My favorite. And I think I always ask for the remember like that the putt, like the putt putt like game where I think you like you put it into like a, a gator or something. I always yeah. ask for that and then I never got it. Oh I'm sorry. <laughs> my favorite gift is one that keeps on giving the love of my life. Shut up. You're annoying. As she blushes a little bit. Because she knows it's true. No. Uh, my favorite gift. Wow. Actually, I'd like to take that back. My favorite gift would be the Nintendo 64, and I got it when I was like three or four. <laughs> That's the favorite one. Um, Probably, if I'm being honest, as I just ripped out the studio on his hair a little bit, saw we. Um, probably when I was, I think it was like fourth or fifth grade, uh, after my mother broke my PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damn. How did she break it? She was vacuuming. This is when, uh, you know, uh, she would actually vacuum my room and like clean it for me and shit. Um, she was vacuuming and she and it sat on top of this like little like dolly like cabinet, like a, you know, had like drawers you can pull out and move it around like that. Like, you know, she pushed, pulled it out, vacuumed behind it, pushed it back in. As she pushed it back in, the wheel got snagged on something and the PlayStation just fell down. And she thought it was perfectly fine. Put it back up there. Didn't tell me anything. Came home from school. Turned it on. Didn't work. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, cleaned it out. Did everything I had to do. Didn't work. I'm like, what the fuck? And my mom's like, oh, is your PlayStation not working? I go, no. Like, I don't know what's wrong. She goes like, yeah, I dropped it. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Had my Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which I was fucking in love with at the time. You know, loved playing that game. Had, you know, all the Spyros and shit. You know, everybody knows I love Spyro. And uh, for Christmas that year, she bought me and my brother our own little, one of those tiny PlayStation 2s, and I was in love. So there you go. I got the N64, and Dominic got the PlayStation 2. Did you ever, was that your first console you ever got, Dominic? Well, no, I mean, I had like a Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, oh, okay. Okay, um, okay. you know, all, all What was all your uh, go-to N64 game? There's two. One was the Star Wars uh, racing game. And I was always play as Luke, as a Luke or Anakin, sorry, and you know, fly, drive around, race, and win. And my number two, it's kind of self-explanatory, but was uh, uh, Mar- uh, Super Mario sixty four. Just you know, okay, loved it. I had I had a couple other games. I had like a James Bond game, I think, and I also had like good a- Golden Eye. 
yeah and then i had this other one which is kind of like james was kind of i think it was like dark world or something like that which is like kind of like james bond but it was like different mm-hmm. yeah it's about banjo kazooie and then wcw and w revenge i had I, I had a wrestling game too yeah i had i never had a no mercy which is like the good one but I had the WCW games. Those were I had the good WCW games, but the bad WWF games. The only wrestling game I had was the one with Rey Mysterio's unmasked, and he had like the the camouflage pants on. I don't know which one that one was. Well, anyways, that is it for the fan mail. Thank you, Mister X. Thank you, Halen. Thank you, J. Are we you done? Can... Because you know, me and the Studio's got things to do. Well, I was told to pick up a cake in an hour and ten minutes. Well, I mean, I gotta take a shower and get dressed, and then I gotta clean because I got somebody coming over to eat my chicken. Eat your cock. I mean, you can eat my cock if you want. I'm not tripping on that, but all right. So let's quickly go into the day. They kick it off with Adam Cole defeating Orange Cassidy. And the reason why Orange Cassidy loses is because Kyle O'Reilly debuts, shows up, and uh, we get the Undisputed Era reunited. And Cole walks off with the Undisputed Era, but does he He uh, gave a little pouty face to the Young Bucks, and Young Bucks put in their bio that they ain't no side bitches. So uh, what's going on here, Dominic? Fucking Kyle O'Reilly should just stay in NXT or WWE. He didn't have to go there and break my heart. And get crushed by Von Wagner. Exactly. Um, No, I mean, good for him, I guess. Whatever. I don't give a shit. Fucking. I'm like, why are you so angry about Kyle O'Reilly? Because he's a fucking follower. He should have fucking cemented his fucking legacy going to the main roster being a small guy like finn balor could have fucking brought gargano with him could have fucking bring up Ciampa with him could have fucking great matches in wwe could have turned the fucking tide on the main roster but no he went to AEW just like all the mother motherfucking cowards and fucking ruining wwe god damn it you're assuming a lot of things like they're gonna actually use him put him in the main events have the ability to have good matches i mean kevin owens Sami Zayn, even Finn Balor. They never really got like, I mean, Finn Balor had a shop, then he got injured, and then he just, you know, kind of back in the mix. I'm just saying, good for him, but you fucking ruined my life for me. Thank you, Kyle. That's your real name. I'm excited. I am hoping that it's more of a slow burn, as I said on the other podcast. Selfishly, I want the elite Undisputed Era match at double or nothing. But I think we're probably going to get it at Revolution, which should be an absolute classic. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, Kenny, nowhere to be seen at the moment, resting up from probably all the surgeries he had to get. So uh, when Kenny comes back, that should be fun. I would assume that means the Young Bucks and Kenny are the faces, while uh, Undisputed Era, whatever the fuck they're going to be called now, are going to be the heels. And I will say, in like the 30 seconds or five minutes that Kyle O'Reilly was on screen, it seemed like he had a swagger back. He seemed like cool, badass Kyle O'Reilly and not fucking nerdy weird Kyle O'Reilly at the end of NXT after the Cole feud so and I do hope they kind of acknowledge the feud because they have done that they've like acknowledged NXT stuff and you know past storylines from outside the company so they need to acknowledge that you know Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly might not exactly be the best of friends but they were the best of friends they're going to get over it because that's what best friends do right Dominic I mean look at us We've, we've had our little tiffs and well yeah I mean I destroyed you in a cage match once I mean, cage match being a hotel room, and I was drunk, and you took had your way with me. Did you tap out? No, I'll never tap out. You can just keep going. Okay. Are we done yet? Uh, something that no one tapped out because the match just kept on going was Adam or uh, Adam Page, not Adam Cole. Too many Adams. Adam Page and Brian Danielson. 
he uh page has a promo with tony shivani gets cut off by brian anderson brian anderson challenges into a match they're gonna have the match of january 5th first tbs show in a couple weeks they hint at having judges i believe it's still gonna be a 60 minute time limit so we're gonna have this match once again dominic thoughts on this you know tony khan bitched at the fact that mcmahon has a lot of rematches but look he's going back to a fucking rematch fucking hypocrite what a hypocrite what a hypocrite uh, I mean, I really enjoyed Brian's side of things, but I, I they need to switch it up and like get Hangman going. Like he's still, as Brian said, you know the whatever millennial cowboy. Like he's anxious, anxious millennial. I forget what he said, but you know he's like still in his own head. Like, dude, you're the champion. I get it. You probably, you know, everybody gets anxious and they doubt themselves, but fucking be the man and just say shut the fuck up. I'm gonna beat your ass and you know cool cowboy shit. He's not doing cool cowboy shit right now. He ain't a real cowboy. That's why. Mm -hmm. So uh, quick little preview. What happens? Does it go 60 minutes again? Do we get a decisive winner? Does Brian win? Does Paige win? Um, I think we get a (laughs) disqualification. I think Hangman Paige gets so upset, he gets DQ'd, and we get a heel Hangman going forward and oh, okay. Daniel Bryan does not turn fully heel. He just becomes like stone cold as a badass motherfucker and everybody loves him. All right. Then we get a semifinal match of the TBS tournament. Ruby Soho defeats Nyla Rose to advance to the finals uh, to face either Jade Cargo or Thunder Rosa. I uh, like the match very much. Enjoyed the match. Thought it was good stuff. Uh, I think Soho winning means we're probably going to get Jade Cargill in the finals, but um, I think this is probably one of Ruby's better matches. So, and Nyla Rose has come quite a bit along after, you know, beginning of AEW where her matches were pretty much rough all the time. Well, yeah, and 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 a shout like- out to that uh, asshole transphobic fan with the uh, sign who got kicked out, rightfully so. I mean, you can't bring that type of hate. Come yep. on, man. Be, be it's 2021 come on north carolina be better exactly um no like i, like, I agree with what you said so- soho had a it was probably one of her better matches nyla rose who you know when aw first started was a monster literally and figuratively um kind of fell off a little bit but i feel like you know this match kind of you know kind of showed it reminded people that she she can have great matches so hopefully there's things for her coming in the future because you know, she deserves it. Then finally, we had the six-man main event at the Greensboro Coliseum. Sting is back. First time, and I think they said like 20 years, so that was fun. Uh, Sting, Darby, and Punk, they all had face paint. Punk having the surfer Sting outfit. Uh, then we they take on MJFTR of MJF and FTR. And uh, six-man tag, they tell a story of MJF and Punk not really touching all that much. And... The baby faces get the win in a long, I think, like half hour six man tag. I thought this was a lot of fun. It was cool seeing baby faces interact and have fun with each other. And they had a kick ass match. Darby just fucking doing Darby things, trying to kill himself. And uh, Punk and Sting, you know, doing their thing, getting hot tags and uh, getting the win. I mean, it, it goes to show you that, you know, people can interact with other people and, you know, it, it, it kind of makes sense. You know, FTR, Sting, Darby, MJF, Punk, like it all, you know. You can, you know, you can intermix bad people with good people and have great matches and people and people and people. 
people and people and people people and people and people but yeah no yeah it uh it was a good match and you know sting i love you you're my man don't fucking jump off the top rope onto fucking three people anymore like it just scares the shit out of me please stop he almost killed mjf throwing him over the top rope and mjf almost fucking spiked his well he guess he did spike his head Good yeah, times. it's just you know, I'm, I'm stinking go. I'm not. I'm not saying he can't wrestle. He's not good at anything like that. I'm just saying, like you know, just, just tone tone it down just a little just, bit. Uh, yeah, don't try to kill yourself. You're not Darby. Anyways, I will say I I think Punk is steadily getting better as he gets the ring rust off. Uh, we do have a, a rampage tomorrow, not on Friday, but on Saturday. Uh, it's already taped. I haven't seen any spoilers, but do you expect anything from the Sammy Cody match? Any like? title change any no any no. heelish cody antics oh cody's gonna plant the seed that he's a bad guy and then you know people are gonna start booing him for real because you know that's what he wants fuck bitch ass motherfucker. i mean no one really cares about this match we all know because hook is having his second match on rampage fuck hook hook is a May. fucking piece of shit he deserves to be working in an old folks home as a fucking bus boy fuck hook damn all right that'll do it for us for today merry christmas Everybody, hopefully everyone has a fun, safe holiday. We'll be back next week on New Year's Eve. Dominic, are you working New Year's Eve? What's that looking like? Kissing everybody. Oh, no, no. I'm off Friday, Saturday, Sunday as well. Yay. So maybe another early podcast. We don't know. We'll figure it out. But uh, if you want to be like Mr. X and all the lovely, beautiful people who send in questions, you can either. What? Shout out Velvet Sky. Velvet Sky. Angelina Love. Madison Rain. Oh, I didn't tell you. That no, we... don't tell him. It's a surprise. Yeah, Dominic, it's a surprise. Oh, my God. I don't know what the surprise is, which makes you scared. But anyways, if you want to be like them, you can send in questions via the big... email curveballncs <laughs> at gmail.com. You can send it in via the DMs or responding to our questions or whatever called action curveballs and CS on Twitter and or Instagram. We have a Facebook. Never really use it. We have a YouTube Barely ever use it, but all the links are in the description <laughs> of the podcast. So until next time, Dominic, just tell anything to the people with a studio on. It's like to say anything to the people. Say, say it to the people. I'm holding the microphone really close to her mouth. Might be loud. Okay. Or not. Um, do I want to say to the people? I want to say happy Chryslers. Um, Merry Christmas. Uh, and happy good. New Year. Oh, no. Well, we're going to have a I New forgot. Year show. Um, just stay safe don't get sick and make sure you spend time with the loved ones and tell tell not just your family and your significant others if you have one but tell your friends that you care about them and you want them to be safe that's all you care for so beautiful Dominic on that (laughs) note it's going to be hard for me to top that so I'm just not going to say anything goodbye everybody and Merry Christmas evolution is a mystery